0: Oh snap, we're live. We're doing oh, it. Snap. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're live. Oh man. breaking! we got breaking news too, which is exciting. We got some, we got funny... some exciting stuff in the docket. What's yeah. up, everybody? Welcome to Status coup. I am Ron Placone.
2: I'm Tina Desiree Berg. It's
1: Thursday. It's Thursday. It's already February. What the February ah. second. I know. Two yeah. days into
2: February. Good lord.
1: Yeah, I know. This is getting a little absurd. Time. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. (laughs) Uh, It goes so freaking fast. Uh, which by the way, a quick shout out, uh, before we get into the show today, uh, shout out to everyone in Tucson who came out to the show on Saturday. Sorry I could not be present in uh person for the live stream. I was in Tucson, but uh, you know, I sent a video and whatnot, and uh, there were some status quo folks at the Tucson show. So I'm hoping that momentum continues. I want every show I do this year, including the international ones, to have some status coup people. So two for two so far. Two for two so far. But uh, we got a crazy show today, don't we?
2: We do. We have a really crazy show. It's one crazy after another. Um, I want to start with this uh, breaking vote on this House resolution bill about socialism because I can't believe this isn't the onion.
1: That that should be a segment, by the way. I can't believe it's not the <laughs>
0: onion
1: because like, like that's most of the stuff we cover here. That's my response. Like, but this ridiculous? in particular is like, wow, really? This is something Congress is spending time doing. Yeah. Well, uh, we're still amidst a public health crisis where uh, we still have endless war going on throughout the world. Uh, we still have a healthcare crisis that no one gives a wazoo about. Uh, the climate is collapsing. This is what they're spending their time doing.
2: Let's let's put this bill up. I, I want folks to read some of this. My main my main co- point of comedy with this is it doesn't seem to be written by anybody that understands anything about these f- philosophical differences. Like they're lumping all of these authoritarian, totalitarian things into some some bucket that they're calling socialism, which is just yeah. absurd.
1: So the resolution is uh, titled Denouncing <laughs> the, horrors the Horrors of Socialism. And it's just uh, just a performative resolution saying, yes, socialism is bad because USA. Yeah, and,
0: it, doesn't, uh,
2: it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so now we've got Castro in Cuba. We've got Pol Pot in Cambodia. We have, uh, who else? Uh, North Korea, Daniel Ortega, Hugo Chavez. They, literally, anybody that they think is a threat to capitalism, they've kind of thrown into this bucket. They're calling it socialism. I would argue vehemently that many of these countries, they've listed authoritarian regimes. They're not necessarily socialist at all. Right. I mean, and and there's no play, no um, idea given to like Denmark, Sweden, you know, countries that have what we would call democratic socialism Mm -hmm. at all. We're just going to ignore that.
1: Well, it's such a double standard in this country because uh, capitalism is giving is given this nuanced treatment that it doesn't deserve, where socialism is not given the same nuanced treatment. Capitalism does the exact same thing every time it is tried. Every single. Because
2: you know what, Ron, is because we need an enemy. Capitalism, uh, of course. capitalism needs an enemy, so let's yep. gin this enemy up. I mean, let's read some of this. Whereas socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power. No, no, it does not actually. And in fact, if if anyone that's read Karl Marx would know that the final stage is the melting away of the state. Does melting of the way melting away of the state sound like a concentration of power to you? No yeah okay um that has time and time again collapsed into communist regimes totalitarian rule and brutal dictatorships please show me where sweden has collapsed into a communist regime with totalitarian rule like again like what i mean like i'm not i am vehemently opposed to brutal dictatorships any sort of of right-wing authoritarian fascism like any of these things are bad in my opinion but why are we calling all of these things socialism is my beef i I yeah
1: i mean it's it's absolutely absurd and by the way like we know what, what I mean, first of all, again, capitalism does the exact same thing every single time it is tried. Capitalism taken to its most extreme, brutal degree is Hitler
2: is all is, of these is things. Nazis. Well, I, I mean, mean it's, it's it's definitely a, a destruction of, of economics. It's definitely a destruction of people's well-being. I mean, so, yes, this can be argued that late stage capitalism is in many cases as bad as anything that's happened in North Korea or Cambodia. Like, it, that, again, you're right. I would no say, U.S. I mean, I,
1: yeah, because the Nazis, I mean, think about it. Like eugenics is capitalism taken to an extreme place. Because. okay. I mean, I would argue that, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. I, I, would I think it like, can. I, I
2: mean, I think it could be an element contributing to it. Certainly, um, you know, if everything's driven by a profit mo- motive, obviously you're going to enter if you that, have if you have no. into human beings. Yes, yeah, so if you have no parameters on that, it eventually will become something that's really destructive. Yeah.
1: 100%. And capitalism is all about no parameters.
2: Oh, I agree. So, I'm not so arguing my that. my point
1: what is, like, the point I'm trying to make here is, it's like they always, whenever they want to denounce socialism, they point to you know, situations that were just authoritarian regimes.
3: Yeah, 100%. All of these things here? If you
1: applied that same scrutiny to
2: capitalism,
1: you would say, like, well, capitalism leads to Nazi Germany.
2: How Run that train of thought for me all the way through.
1: Because... Nazi Germany. I mean, you know, again, some people will be like, well, the word socialist was in it. Look, Richard Wolf could tell you the reason they did that was because socialism itself was popular. It was bullshit. There was nothing socialist about any of their ideas.
2: No, they jailed the socialists and the communists right off the bat, that's what the Nazis did. So
1: they were very much capitalists. And I would make I, the argument.
2: See, I'm not. I'm not. That's the part I'm not convinced on. There, a lot of the at? Nazi e- economy was a command economy. They I mean, wanted
1: was, to control everything. They wanted to impose economy. their will on, yeah. on the rest of the world, uh, and they wanted to exploit everywhere else. That's still capitalism. And you, I don't think it's capitalism itself. necessarily now. Absolutely, right,
2: well, we'll have to table Capitalism that is
1: private <laughs> ownership and profit above all else. Okay, uh, but, but that's saying,
2: not what Nazi Germany was. It was a command economy. The government definitely nationalized many things to the benefit of the Nazis. So I'm saying there's a mix, but there. not the say.
1: benefit of everyone else. So, so no, I mean, doesn't how is that have different to be... than what the capitalists do? They, they, they get what they want at the behest of everyone else.
2: Because how it, is it on who is, who is the they do. in that, because a command, because capitalism isn't necessarily a command economy. You have an oligarchy that owns the means of production, right? So the capitalists mm-hmm. are the ones that are benefiting from that. And, a and in the case of, co- of
1: Nazi Germany, it was the Nazis.
2: Right, so it's a command economy, which means it's the government that owns, the Nazi party itself. So uh, there is a nuanced difference there. You have maybe some of the same similar outcomes. I don't disagree with that. But not to get caught in the philosophical or economical weeds here. I guess, I mean, what I'm most disturbed by is that this is an actual bill that's going through Congress that we have, wait, hang on. Jeffries voted yes, Ro voted yes, a bunch of Democrats voted yes on this. They read this bill and thought, yeah, I'm on board with this language. Yeah, this is a good idea.
1: So um, many... also
2: ron the 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 section on um thomas 14
1: 20%. people voted present <laughs> wow how spineless the, okay. can you get
2: i don't know but i prefer those guys to the ones that are like yeah
1: <laughs> i don't this, this i don't makes
2: sense
1: they're they're no they're no better if you voted Let's... president you're just a freaking coward you're pathetic so
2: um you know, and follow me on this. I want to read this this Thomas Jefferson thing. Um, whereas the author of the Declaration of Independence, President Thomas Jefferson wrote, "To take from one because it is thought that his own industry and that and that of his fathers has acquired too much, in order to spare to others who or whose fathers have not exercised equal industry and skill, is to violate arbitrarily the first principle of association, the guarantee to every one of." every one a free exercise of the industry and fruits acquired by it i mean we can i listen the guy was a slave owner so this sounds ridiculous to me just prima facie but we can also argue that really is it the case that this is free association in a capitalist system no the the system's rigged to the capitalists. it's not equal in any way shape or form nobody in their right mind would argue that it is so
1: it's just like an absurd absurd like mccarthyist adjacent bill like it's just like we denounce socialism (laughs) and we even though we're not even accurately representing socialism in any way whatsoever and yeah they're not mentioning any of the social democracies that are out there you know they're not mentioning sweden or norway or or you know pretty much most other industrialized countries that yeah they're not straight up socialist in most cases but they're social democracies which is you know way to the left of what we have um yeah, it's uh, yeah,
2: so yeah, they have a very small definition that I don't know that is that can t- stand the test of being poked out a million times. This is just a ridiculous no. thing, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever read. I'm so glad that we saw this before we, we uh, started the show because this is crazy, and that just went through, and over
1: 300 people in Congress were for it. Over 300 yeah. congressional yeah. members were for this it.
2: resolution definitely you passed. Had,
1: you had a handful of who voted against it. I mean, hey, at least there were 80 some who voted against Hang it. Hang on, who right? are
2: the three Republicans that voted no? Let me, I, I got to find this out. Let's I see. bet,
1: wait, 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 let me bet. I'm going to say that Rand Paul, not because he's not against socialism, but just because he's like, well, I don't want the state to impose any, you know, like, like, uh, like beliefs on people or something. Oh, okay, wait, no, no, hang on, they
2: didn't, they didn't vote, no, they voted not voting, now that I'm looking at this. Oh, they
1: were present, okay, all right. No, no, not
2: even present, they just didn't vote.
1: Oh, okay, well then, that could be anyone. That could be anyone. That could just be, yeah. If someone voted no, I would have guessed somebody like, like, actually, you know what, maybe not Rand Paul, though, because he's really, like, no socialism.
2: This is weird, Mike Pence was one of the not voting individuals
1: he might have had lunch with his uh, mother <laughs> so he couldn't go
2: that's odd i would that's think he would be all, i think he would be all over this bill this would this would like kind of jive with where he's from anyway all right
1: he missed it though yeah he so there it. you go they're, they're really they're going to they're going to denounce stuff that isn't socialism and call it socialism because the United States is the most propagandized country in the freaking world.
2: That is 100% part of the problem. I also think a lot of that propaganda revolves around protecting corporate power. We have a whole history in this nation of tying um, communism to just the union movement at base, like right? anything workers' rights that's automatically put in this bucket of communism in the country. So even though yeah. I mean, that's kind of a ridiculous thing, but we have a history of doing that, right? I mean, that's sort of where the country is at, like they will protect capitalism at all costs even if capitalism has even if there's a better form or system that makes more sense they're going to lose out at the top so the oligarchy is going to put their foot down and say no we have to so creating propaganda to support that belief is part of it and they know right now that a lot of that belief system that surrounds surrounds this idea that capitalism is what has saved people what has brought people out of poverty whatnot that's crumbling away, right? Oh yeah, and that's the public such bullshit, is not buying way. that anymore, right? Because things have been become too extreme. Yeah, exactly. Enough so people and they buy know it. it.
1: Yeah, yeah so know, I right? mean, it's total bullshit. Oh, by the way, just to uh, uh clarify here because I, I may have again just to be clear folks i literally just saw this like two minutes like five minutes before we went live and i just sent it out it is pretty breaking uh did both houses vote on this or was it just the house and not both
2: the
1: yeah like both both congressional
2: chambers no i think this is just a house resolution Oh, it was
1: just the house okay okay because somebody in the chat was just like well we're at paul's of the senate it's like i know that i thought both okay so it was just the house all right i didn't realize it wasn't like oh yeah yeah
2: okay no, so, so I think just, this is just, just the house of representatives voted let on me it so check far. yeah i don't know all actions i yeah I'm co-sponsors all right well then right. i, then I, I guess my my, on, my my guess of rand, rand
1: paul was way off that yeah <laughs> the, the senate didn't even vote on it yet
2: no uh...
1: or i was right depending on how you look at it because he he didn't vote
2: right okay i don't see anything more than this
1: Oh, so it was just the House. All right. Well, mm-hmm. well, there you go, folks. I-, I have a feeling this probably won't really go anywhere. It's a
2: resolution, it's so it has no stupid. teeth anyway. Resolutions yeah. don't change law. They don't legislate. They're just like the Congress or the Senate or even state. You know, state senates do the same thing. They pass resolutions to say, like, we think this should happen. But it really doesn't have any teeth. It has. Yeah. It will change it, it's nothing.
1: Just, it's just sad we're this ridiculous. It, it's sad that this was given any bandwidth whatsoever when when you have like literally a crumbling I mean
2: this was so this was just introduced to the house January 25th
1: okay who introduced it who who was Uh, like this is this is is what I need this is making the world a better place right here some some Uh, capitalist Maria
2: Salazar from guess what state
1: uh I, I mean off the top of my head I don't know Utah Florida oh of course of course yeah that's... And there's
2: 107 uh, co-sponsors on the bill. So... Oh, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure. Yeah, I lovely. I them... Way to go, USA. What they a just, place. Yeah,
2: like really, this is what they're spending their time doing. This is such nonsense. It's yeah. such comedy and nonsense.
1: Well, and by the way, the next story we have today is just like more nonsense that they're spending their time doing. Um, you know, this is another, and and I think this was uh, well. Let me. I don't want to bury the lead. Let Let's go to the next topic
2: which is the fec right or omar, omar.
1: Oh, oh god omar. this is terrible okay so removed.
2: from her uh, yeah all right so elon omar has now been removed from the foreign relations committee what makes this the worst kind of political theater is that they actually okayed her position the republicans did yesterday mm-hmm and so now they're doing this thing today to make a big show, like, you know, that we're gonna remove her from the committee. So if this if this wasn't political theater, why would they have done that? In fact, let's put up, Colin, it's the, um, uh, put on our committee to vote off, I sent you a copy of that if you wanna put that up. <clears throat> so Congress, uh, uh, elected members to certain standing committees of the House of Representatives, Mr. Aguilar, Mr. Speaker, by direction of the Democratic caucus, I offer a privileged resolution and ask for its immediate consideration. The clerk read the, res- read the resolution as follows um, committee on foreign affairs. Miss Omar's on there. There was no objection. The, re- the resolution was agreed to. That means that all of the, the Republicans, so everyone didn't was object. cool with
1: it. And then they kicked her off. Yeah, that's so stupid. And that is political theater. I mean, this is just Republicans because it's it's on foreign affairs. So this is just Republicans giving a little bit of uh, red meat and, and a little bit of a, a Islamophobic dog whistle right. to <laughs> members of their Islamophobic base.
2: I agree. That's what they this know that is they're out this. there. Yep. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's disgusting. Like this so is wh- absolutely disgusting.
2: Let's play her uh, speech that she gave, so people can hear
4: what she had to Woman say about. Is recognized. This debate today, it's about who gets to be an American. What opinions do we get to have, do we have to have to be counted as Americans? This is what this debate is about, Madam Speaker. There is this idea that you are a suspect if you are an immigrant, or if you are from certain parts of the world or a certain skin tone or a Muslim. It is no accident that members of the Republican Party accused the first black president, Barack Obama, of being a secret Muslim. It is no accident that former President Donald Trump led a birther movement that falsely claimed he was born in Kenya. Because to them, falsely labeling the first and only President of the United States of America, a Muslim, and African immigrant, somehow made him less American. Well, I am Muslim. I am an immigrant and interestingly from Africa. Is anyone surprised that I am being targeted? Is anyone surprised that I am somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy, or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced. Frankly, it is expected, because when you push power, power pushes back. Representation matters. Continuing to expand our ideas of who is American and who can partake in the American experience, experiment, is a good thing. I am an American. An American who was sent here. An American who was sent here by her constituents to represent them in Congress. A refugee who survived the horrors of a civil war. Someone who spent her childhood in a refugee camp. Someone who knows what it means to have a shot at a better life here in the United States, and someone who believes in the American dream and the American possibility and the promise and the ability to participate in the democratic process. That is what this debate is about. There is an idea out there that I, am not, that I do not have objective decision-making because of who I am, where I come from, and my perspective. But I reject that. We say there is nothing objective about policymaking. We all inject our perspective, our point of views, our lived experiences, and the voices of our constituents. That's what democracy is about. So what is the work of the Foreign Affairs Committee? It is not to co-sign the stated foreign policy of whatever administration is in power. It's about oversight. It's to critique and to advocate for a better path forward. But most importantly, it is to make the myth that American foreign policy is intrinsically moral a reality. So I will continue to speak up because representation matters. I will continue to speak up for little kids who wonder who's speaking up for them. I will continue to speak up for families around the world who are seeking justice whether they are displaced in refugee camps or they are hiding under their beds somewhere like I was, waiting for the bullets to stop. Because this child, survivor of war, would have wanted that. The nine-year-old me would be disappointed if I didn't talk about the victims of conflict. Those that are experiencing unjust wars, atrocities, ethnic cleansing, occupation, or displacement like I did. They are looking to the international community and the United States, asking for help. They look to us because the international community and the United States profess the values of protecting human rights and upholding international law. So we owe it to them not to make this a myth, but a reality. I. Do.
2: So, <clears throat> yeah, it's really troubling that this is happening. I do think it's motivated by racism. I think it's also motivated, you know, the reason they are saying they're doing this is because they're calling her anti-Semitic again. You know this is just more of the same thing if you have the audacity to uh criticize APAC, if you have the yeah audacity she is the
1: only one who did i mean to Ilhan... criticize
2: yeah the right-wing fascists in israel like i mean there's i find problematic at base that they constantly want to group the jewish community into one group and say it's monolithic and this is what they believe that in and of itself it's very frustrating it's in a way anti-semitic because you want every jewish person to agree with whatever your geopolitical viewpoint is right Um, and the fact that you had multiple jewish folks coming out and saying no what she's saying isn't anti-semitic it's a criticism of what's going on Uh, not everybody agrees with you know the Likud party for example and but those people were silenced right nobody wants to hear that point of view in the united states because of the geopolitical geopolitics involved israel's a very important geopolitical place for the United States, right? They, they need to have a stronghold there as far as in you know, their thinking, right, foreign policy wise. And this is both the right and the left that believe this. They need to have a stronghold there in the Middle East. And this is their partner that they're partnering with. So they must protect that at all costs. That's the mentality, right? So they'll ignore the problems that are happening in, within the society in Israel. And there are lots of them. I don't think that's debatable. Um, <clears throat> you know, the occupation is tremendously terrible. Uh, The apartheid rules and that's what they are if you if you if you put one person in military law one group in military law and these other citizens in regular law that's a difference of how you're treating. People in the country right that is, by definition, as far as i'm concerned, apartheid so people anyway, all of this is is kind of coming together right now, and this is this is what's driving. What's happening today with Elon Il- Omar? My opinion.
1: So you you think it's motivated by because she is, as far as I know, the only congressional member that's ever called out uh, APAC. I mean, I don't know. I, if no, I know there, there
2: are that. others. There are others, and in fact, um, okay, I'm
1: not aware of it. I'm I'm just saying she's the only one I'm aware of, and and if there are others, Bernie fine,
2: Sanders has her, on more but... than one occasion. He okay. didn't used to, but he does now. But also, I can't. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank, and I'm so sorry that I'm drawing a blank on this. There was the Jewish guy that just got um, primaried uh, and all the money went in a campaign against him, right? Because he was very critical. And mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. Help me out here. Somebody in the audience. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I, I don't think that's why. I mean, I think it's because. Why do you think? Okay. I, I think it's because she's Muslim. I think. It's well, I think that's part
2: of it. Yeah, 100%. I
1: think that's the main thing. I think they're going after her because they know, again, it's red meat for the the Islamophobes in their base and they know oh, I that. Don't I, mean,
2: I don't, it's don't so disagree. It's so
1: disgusting. And and you know, and this is why this is why I'm so frustrated with the entire thing and why I wish the squad would vote as a block and why I wish they would really just stand with the people that got them elected instead of with the party and their colleagues because you know what? This is like the gross stuff they're willing to do. And look, I'm not on Nancy Pelosi's email list so I can't verify this, <laughs> but I would not be shocked <laughs> I would not be shocked if Nancy Pelosi sent out an email uh, trying to fundraise off of this, trying to oh, fundraise yeah. off, oh, yeah. give us give us some money because we're standing up for Ilhan Omar right. right now because there's money to be made off of it. So it's like, you know, you have these, uh, you know, these parasite colleagues yeah. to your right who are just trying to, um, you know, who are trying to um, profit off of hatred. And 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 using you as a pawn to do so, and then you have parasites uh, who are supposed to be on your side, who are probably going to try to uh, use it as a fundraising tactic. Um, and that's why this system is not one to be respected. It is an, It is a scam. It is a game. It is theater. And that's why you know when we have supposed allies in office, they should be a thorn in the side of the establishment through and through. With every freaking vote they cast with every freaking thing they do anything less it's just it's just not no change is going to happen that's just the way it is and you know i know people get mad when i say stuff like that there's people in the chat you know saying stuff but that's just the way it is i don't sugar this shit
2: I, 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 yeah, Ron, I got you there. I want to read um, Jeffrey's comments on what happened because I, I think this is important to the conversation as well. So, Jeffrey says Rep Omar certainly has made mistakes. She has used anti Semitic tropes oh. that were clearly and unequivocally condemned by House Democrats when it took place four years ago. But what's going on to take, like, he had the preference. He had a preface that what is happening today with that comment. I think it's important to mention that. But what's going to take place on the floor today is not a public policy debate. It's about accountability. It's about uh, political revenge. So he's feeling the need to preface saying that this is about political revenge with what had happened, her criticizing APAC many years back. Um, and
1: shame on him. I'm yeah, sorry. I like I, I don't have any, I mean, shame. There's reasons to criticize everybody in Congress including Ilhan Omar but but her critiquing APAC and saying that is somehow anti-semitic that's absolutely absurd and and anybody who Honestly, parrots that type Ron, of rhetoric rhetoric, I gotta tell rhetoric you I have no it, patience for it
2: I agree and in a way it in a way the people doing that are playing into the anti-semitic trope itself right that all Jewish people are about money like I mean why would you even even go there right so I think it's just um, really awful. So I also wanted to play a clip of um, AOC speaking on the floor earlier about this vote as well.
0: Thank you. Now As also, as a fellow New Yorker, I think one of the things that we should talk about here is also one of the disgusting legacies after 9-11 has been the targeting and racism against Muslim Americans throughout the United States of America, and this is an extension of that legacy. Consistency. There is nothing consistent with the Republican Party's continued attack except for the racism and incitement of violence against women of color in this body. I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life, and you all... And the Republican caucus rewarded him with one of the most prestigious committee assignments in this Congress. Don't tell me this is about consistency. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a-, a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have t- who has talked about Jewish space lasers. and. An, an entire amount of tropes, and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you.
2: So she's talking about Mar- Marjorie Taylor green Yeah, that was a good there. point, actually. I did, that, I it didn't was an excellent point. That. It's an excellent uh, yeah. point.
1: Tip of the um, I also want to. a good point.
2: Is a good point. I also want to read Bernie Sanders' tweet about it. It is an outrage that every Republican Wait, voted. Lem-
1: can I? Hold on. You can do yeah. Start it. It is an outrage. Oh. <laughs> it is an outrage. I just, you know what? I I don't have a good. I gotta I gotta really. Sometimes I really nail it. No, it wasn't that great. Sometimes no. I really do okay with Bernie. Other times, but I gotta be. I can't really do it on. I'm not an impressionist. All right, sorry. Just read the thing. Okay. <laughs>
2: it is an outrage that every republican voted to remove elon omar a third term muslim american woman from the foreign affairs committee our job is to unite the american people not divide them based on their race and religion what a disgraceful day for the house i mean you know he's saying something yeah. that's not not fiery speech um I, I,
0: still
2: I also
1: say and i'm not trying to like i'm certainly not trying to like downplay sexism or anything like that. I'm just saying, I think the big elephant in the room is that she's Muslim. I think oh, I agree. that's I don't great. think it's because
2: she's a woman. I think I it's think
1: because. I think that's 99% of this.
2: I think it's a it's combination that she's Muslim and had the audacity as a Muslim to criticize.
1: I think all impact. those things are factors too. I, I, I even, I, I do think that sexism is a factor too. I'm not saying that it's non-existent but but i just think the the big like like the the the, the big it, it's it's cuz she's muslim
2: but there i agree they're, but there must they're also much more willing to tokenize a woman to tokenize a person of color if the, if if agreed. that individual agrees with them right Agreed. So, agreed.
1: Anyway, yeah I, no 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 it's all part of it and, I, and i'm not trying to like downplay anything i'm i'm just no, saying I, know like, not. I think that the right in this case like 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 the the political right in in, in the us They are just throwing some red meat to the Islam.
2: I agree. And let's be clear. They don't give a shit about Jewish people at all. They just use that as a token too, right?
1: No, they don't. They don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. And and they're, you know, they're just trying to, especially because what was the topic at hand? Yeah. Foreign affairs. So look, we're keeping it America. We don't know if she's America enough. So we're keeping it America. That's what they're doing. That's what this is, and it's frickin' gross.
2: It is gross. Um, I want to play another uh, clip from Representative Dean Phillips.
3: Ilhan Omar and I are products of remarkably different life experiences. Hers began by fleeing civil war in Somalia before immigrating to the United States after four years in a Kenyan refugee camp, an experience that few, if any of us, in this room could possibly imagine. My family came to America a century before hers, seeking the same safety, security, and opportunity as they fled Russian pogroms targeting Jewish people in Eastern Europe. And my life began by losing my father in the Vietnam War, an American tragedy that may well have been prevented had this very chamber been filled with more voices like Ilhan Omar's. Now, don't get me wrong. Representative Omar and I regularly disagree on policy, both domestic and foreign. And she has, at times, used words that have caused concern, offense, and even personal pain to me and others. She and I have spoken face-to-face on those occasions, and she has apologized, and she continues to learn from those missteps. Furthermore, she has never posted a video depicting herself decapitating and killing fellow members of Congress. She doesn't question whether a plane really smashed in to the Pentagon on 9-11. She does not wonder if school shootings in America are staged. She has not propagated the absurd notion that space lasers financed by the Rothschild family are the cause of wildfires in California. She has never equated vaccine mandates with Adolf Hitler. And she has never, ever expressed support for executing leaders of the United States Congress. Now being a conspiracy theorist alone is not grounds for removal from committees, I'll admit that. But depicting violence or supporting violence against fellow members of Congress is grounds for removal, being a Democrat or a Republican. But no one, no one has accused Representative Omar of depicting or supporting violence against anyone in this chamber. So why will 90% of Jewish members of the United States House of Representatives vote maintain her committee assignment quite simply because we believe in the human capacity to learn from mistakes
2: so i think this is a good read um where where some other members i
1: mean i i I thought the first part of it was painfully condescending but you know she (laughs) apologized for it well, yeah, the whole like, yeah. oh, she apologized for, she caused, but, you know, again. I, I'm not it,
2: giving my opinion of when I say this as to green or disagreeing with what he's saying. I'm just saying it, it gives you a good read as to where a lot of these folks are coming from. So they might have uh, found her initial statements problematic, but they also realized that she, she wasn't coming from a place of hatred, which is another opinion. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying I, it's mine, but I think it's another opinion and it's, and it's one we should look at. Um, I got one more thing I want to play though, Ron. One more thing. Colin, can you play this horrific uh, voicemail message?
3: As you fucking cunt, I'll put a bullet in your fucking head and get the fuck out of my country, you cock-sucking bitch. I'll fucking kill you. To review, press zero. To reply, press
1: one. For the That was kind of funny that to review
2: came on at the end.
1: Are I you satisfied review. with your message?
2: Message, yeah. <laughs> that was
1: pretty freaking funny timing. I was, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. funny timing. But
2: the message is absolutely fucking horrifying. So yeah, shoot, it's, these it's are the fucking kinds
1: horrible. Of... But like, I mean, that kind of caught me off guard. Like <laughs> to review, press zero. Are you satisfied with Tired your with message? Your message, yeah. If you request sati- a callback. Press eight. Is,
2: is the level of hatred strong enough for you? I mean, do you because, have so- time for a survey? <laughs> You're, You're killing me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, dude. And
1: look, we just saw theater and result. That's what they wanted. That's what the Republicans wanted. That's the people in their base they were trying to play the fiddle for. That's exactly what they wanted. They wanted, hey, just so you know, we're really America because she's not America. We can't come out and say that. So we're going to subtly do it by being like, she can't be on the Foreign Affairs Committee. And then right
2: you know so there's something to that Ron there's something to the that parasite. I I think a I think a good portion of of even like not just right wing extremists but just the Republican party in general views Muslims as foreigners in a certain way.
1: Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. Of course. So we there can't have a Democrats? foreigner
2: on the foreign affair. Yeah, so Exactly. Which is nonsense. That's, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. She's Yes. Al- I mean they it's did the horrible. same thing. It's the same thing it, to Obama, if you remember, with the uh, whole Kenyan thing, right?
1: Yes. They they did it with Obama. They did it and and hey, I, I think um I mean even Hillary Clinton played into yeah, that. Yeah, she a did little no. She absolutely because,
2: she hundred percent played into that because when
1: it she benefited her politically. Again, it, this is yep. another, for instance. We have a system that deserves no respect. We have an electoral system that is a freaking scam of a scam of a scam. Uh they they are Actors and it's completely I have heard and I I wouldn't know because I've never lived through this, but I have been told that there was a point in time in this country. It was before either of us were born, but I have been told there was a point in time in this country where there actually were. People in office who would debate ideas and who were actually all about uh, policies. And and, uh, it was a thing at one time. (laughs) I've never lived through it. I have a feeling that if that ever was the case, it died with Reagan. So I never lived it died either. with
2: I, w- I, I would I would say the big change towards where we are now started with Ronald Reagan 100 percent
1: absolutely and we've been living under it ever since we've had variations of Reagan ever since in the White House right now we're on Rip Van Reagan and who knows what we'll have next but it'll probably be another variation of Reagan and, and so yeah I mean it, it's just like uh, and this is why I feel the way I do re- about Reagan
2: Reagan what like combination of Mussolini and Reagan Reagan Re-ge-lini? Reagan Reagan.
1: Musso Reagan. Musso Reagan. Well, I, I, mean, I think I, I called, um, I, I think that George the first was boring Reagan. And then George <laughs> W. was slightly worse than Reagan. Um,
2: yeah, no, George W. was. Uh, the, I think he's worse than Trump, too. I mean, we can table that conversation. Obama,
1: probably, Obama was smooth talking Reagan. And, uh, uh. Trump was mean tweeting Reagan (laughs) and uh, Biden is Rip Van Reagan. And who knows what we'll have next. We'll we'll have something. We'll have something Reagan-esque.
2: It's so much fun hosting a show with a comedian, I have to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I think that is all I've got on the um, Elon Omar situation. It's really tragic that this happened today. I don't, you know, I don't think there's no one doing it, you know, so this is where we're at. But, you know, the extremism is becoming more extreme. It's just the responses like if you even go in, just if you go into the Elon Omar uh, trending Twitter thing, you, you'll see some of these responses and they're horrifying. They're as bad as the messages that, you know, she, that, that we played. These people are really angry. They
1: and her colleagues did that to her on purpose.
2: Yeah, I mean, no, I'm that's sorry. the no, thing. The, this this was performative. The that fact the that person. they didn't if they really didn't want her, they knew they were going to do this because if if they didn't want her and they obviously didn't, but they should have said something when they went through the resolution and they kept they said nothing, right? And I want to point out that um the person that actually initially said this was Justin um, Amash, who is the libertarian ex congressman. So not even a member of either party; he's a libertarian wildly, yeah. and he's even he's criticizing this for what it is, political. Security, yeah, so. you know, I
1: saw that every now and again, he has like a take I agree with. He has a yeah. lot of takes I don't agree with too.
2: Yeah. But every I mean, now and
1: again, on like a certain issue, I'm like, yeah, I, I actually. Yeah, uh, he's got a point. <laughs> he's got a point. Yeah.
2: So uh, anyway, uh, just awful stuff here, um, and let's just carry on with awful stuff, I guess, because that's what that's what today is about. Um, FEC. We're let's talk about the FEC next. They've now raised their limits on contributions. Oh so wait, means, I forgot.
1: Clinton uh, was NAFTA Reagan. Okay. <laughs> Somebody, I forgot to mention Clinton. Someone pointed out in the chat. Clinton was NAFTA Reagan.
2: Yeah, he's NAFTA Reagan. You know, NAFTA was actually George Sr.'s brainchild, not. But then not, he
1: couldn't get it through he, and Clinton yeah. could. I, know. I don't know if the
2: young'uns uh, realize that. Um, it, yeah, took, it, took, it, took a, it took a
1: Democrat. A Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they're both Wall Street sponsored teams. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, speaking of.
2: Campaign. All right, so I want to put yeah. Let's put this uh, graphic up. Contribution limits to national party committees and special accounts announced for the twenty twenty four election cycle. Cycle under the new contribution limits issued by the FEC or the F uh, on Thursday. An individual will be able to give one party's national committees and their special accounts almost $2 million during the 2024 cycle. So I do want to bring up that they do raise these things based on inflationary rates. So of course, that's what they're using as the reason for this 8% increase in inflation. You know my thing i i actually just want to criticize the notion that that needs to be the case right um just because eggs are more expensive doesn't mean we should allow ever increasing limp monies m- amounts of money coming in from wealthy elites and the corporations into political campaigns i don't think these things you don't to think work. so
1: that that was no. the first thing i thought actually <laughs> when i was like eggs are expensive we better let rich people spend unlimited money campaigns." campaign <laughs> right. That Maybe wasn't Dan, where you went first?
2: No, but that's oh. basically the argument that's being I'm made a here. if you want to boil it down you are well you might be a weirdo for different reasons. Oh, I'm but a weirdo. The point being right? that um I, I this doesn't seem to be like when they created this, I just I don't know, it just seems like a ridiculous excuse and they they've done it often. So, uh, the Bipartisan Campaign Reform Act of 2002 establish limits for contributions by individuals to candidates and national party committees starting with the 2004 election cycle the commission increases contribution limits every odd number year to reflect changes in inflation inflation skyrocketed in 2022 to the highest level in four decades and unprecedented contribution limit increases reflect the historic economic heat so there you have it
1: and so what is it so now it's like an obscene amount of money for an individual and yeah. and it, and it's both republicans and democrats right yeah like, an like, individual oh, can okay. give up
2: to two million dollars in total to That's various absurd. committees and spe- yeah so and if,
1: now you know i mean if you could it?
2: afford to do that right so there's only there's very few people that can afford to do that so this is just again this is going to increase the oligarchy in the country
1: oh yeah and and you know jeff bezos is an individual elon right. musk is an individual Right. So they can afford
2: to do this, right? You absolutely. and I could never afford to do this. How, how the hell would I ever, you know, not going to have no, that? No, so. the
1: most I could ever give a, a politician is a million dollars. That's the most I got <laughs> for them. It's just, you know, I, I you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm rolling in the dough, man. I'm a guy who streams from my bedroom. I'm, you know. <laughs> so. But, but I'm not I'm not I'm not two million, you know, like You're a million, million is all I got. And I'll, I'll probably I mean, I you know, I, I gave Biden nine hundred thousand last time around. I'll probably give him a million this time now that there's a cap because uh, <laughs> I'm a big Rip fan Reagan guy of all
2: the things that's that didn't happen. That's one of them uh, at the top. That is at the top of the list. uh So that is the FEC. The I gave thing-
1: Bernie twenty seven dollars.
2: Yeah. That I actually could do. I, I, I did, did do that, that too. I okay. Did give Full disclosure.
1: Um,
2: I want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene as well. Uh, obviously, she's <laughs> she's being propped up by the Republicans as the ideal Foreign Affairs Committee member, oh even though God. she thinks, even though she's getting ready to send her Jewish space la- lasers and point them at China. Um, I want to talk about this because there's a thing happening that I am just kind of flabbergasted by, to be frank. The idea that marjorie taylor green is the future of populism is ludicrous the oh, idea that marjorie God. taylor green is even remotely anti-war even more ludicrous but i'm seeing this argument being made not only by glenn greenwald but others as well right um I i've only put...
1: ever seen it on like kind of the terminally online and i hate using that term but but like kind of like the twitter sphere i want to say something because i want to be
2: contrarian
1: contrarian but i'm not being contrarian because it's the truth i'm being contrarian for contrarian sake and yeah, i agree with you i find that so freaking tired because it's like yeah you're doing the same thing you criticize the liberals for you're doing the same you're just but like you're that's logicking right which Your that's pretzel logic
2: i think and but you never do th- you never apply you're, you're the same standards logic. to the republicans that's what the kills other, me like-
1: exactly <laughs> like 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 you're doing this like liberals do yeah. this pretzel logic to make it out like democrats uh, are somehow for left values when they're not well you're doing the same you're just bending the pretzel even further to make it out like the republicans are and i always just say look when you say democrats aren't for the working class you're right when you say, but Republicans are, you've lost <laughs> the plot. Hey, you've lost you've the lost plot. That's ridiculous. Plot. And that's I what I was screaming during the rail strike yeah. when some people would be like, well, Republicans are actually for the union. No, they're not. No, they're they not. It's going to fail. And they all Wait, voted against the sick time. They God, all no. voted against the yeah. freaking sick time. And again, the only place I see takes like these are, are just on Twitter. And honestly, I, I think the best thing to do is just freaking ignore it. And you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just absurd. Marjorie it is Taylor absurd.
2: Free. I, I wanna mean, hey, while you're while you're ranting, I wanna put up her uh, this tweet that she did just so people can see that she's not anti war. This this is Marjorie's word. Yeah, right I was here.
1: gonna say when it comes to China, how anti war is she?
2: Yeah. Now China is right. the fastest growing military in world history while we are beating our chest on the verge of World War Three with Russia. America, Russia, and Ukraine are all doomed unless we take all take a hard turn inward and correct ourselves. If not, we all lose and China will be the victor. I mean, she's like, so she, you know, I just think you know, there's many examples of this. You can go down through this whole thread, but she's definitely not anti-war. She's not anti-war.
1: No, it, it's, I mean, none of them are, because none of them have stood up to the war machine in any meaningful way.
2: Right. You know, they're, I, I mean, they're, just They're just, just going to wrap their brains around Ukraine, right? This is all about Ukraine for a lot of these folks.
1: They'll occasionally, amidst a sea of ridiculous takes, Maybe yeah. say something where it's just like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And then the contrarians wet themselves and they line up to give to give them a cookie. And it's like, why would you do that? Because if <laughs> you if you applied that same exactly. scrutiny, you would to do the it Republican
2: to- Party. Yeah, it this, none of this or, would. Hold, or if you I just
1: write. applied, you know, like whenever it's just like, OK, this person had ninety nine horrific takes and <laughs> one where I'm like, OK, I kind of see where they're coming from. So I'm going right. to wet myself over that one take. If you right. did that across the aisle, who would you be giving more cookies to? Well, you have be giving the most cookies to squad members. You'd be give, i mean, look, like like AOC is going to say things that you agree with more often right. than Marjorie Taylor Greene is. Yeah. So you know, I- instead of having this like like these these mixed set of standards, yeah. have the same standards across the board and be like, look, I mean, my my personal thing—I don't give a fuck what you tweet. I don't give a fuck what you—I care how you freaking vote. And that yeah. speaks for itself. And when I criticize, that's where my critique is coming from. That's that's how I am, whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ilhan Omar, it doesn't matter. How do you freaking vote?
2: I mean, and there's you know? the whole. there was the whole Lockheed Martin in- incidents where she bought $15,000 worth of Lockheed Martin stock right yeah. before yeah. Yeah. Invaded yeah. She's anti-war. Uh, she's she invaded Ukraine. Yeah, because she's anti-war. And she actually said, quote unquote, war is big business to our leaders. I mean, th- yeah, it's just ludicrous.
1: The the non-interventionist Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> I know
2: it's like yeah, but that's what these guys are saying. Um, you know, I wanted to put out put up this one conversation from. It's a smaller account, but I thought they were making a good point. Uh, called public account, believe it or not. Um. So just trying to make this point to Glenn as he's tweeting that's always been the case about liberals but trying to convince the world that a fascist like Green is anti-fascist is every bit as ridiculous which is I think the point you're making Ron. The only thing Green opposes is power being wielded by those she perceives to be anti-white or anti-Christian. And I think this is true you can talk about you know uh, her being anti-FBI right no she's not anti-FBI she's an- she's just pissed that the FBI is actually doing something about prosecuting right-wing extremists right that's well, why she's pissed I mean, it's not does she that she's... know
1: that does she know that for every right-wing extremist they go after they could probably go after 10 people on the it doesn't left doesn't matter probably...
2: no but wouldn't matter. that make her feel better <laughs> you would think but it doesn't matter i mean would you be like you oh know, okay played... remember i played that speech that she'd made a couple of weeks ago where she was saying that if she was in charge of this insurrection whatnot they would have all been armed and it would have been a different outcome i mean so she's Again, you know, really now we're talking about like, OK, let's pull our weapons out and start shooting people at the Capitol to make the coup go fast or whatever. So, again, this is a person that is, in my opinion, incredibly unstable. It has insane opinions about a lot of things, extreme positions, whether it's QAnon, whatnot. To prop her up
1: she got elected.
2: in any way, shape or form as some solution or some populist is just insanity as far as I'm concerned it just well can we
1: also I mean I know we've talked about this before but I I can't stop on this right wing populism at least in the context of the United States maybe in other countries where like the right isn't as fucking crazy far right as we are maybe it's a thing but here it's not a freaking thing right wing populism is not a thing we are so entrenched in the corporate state in this freaking country that like what is considered on the right in the united states isn't even in the spectrum in other countries yeah. it just freaking isn't the democrats would be the furthest right option as far as any party with party goes party with well power i don't think goes.
2: that's i i would i would have said, I that's said party the with power
1: i said party with power Oh, okay
2: because i'm going to say like we almost had it we almost had a uh, neo-fascist in charge in france there for a hot minute
1: <laughs> okay and we do have neo-fascist in charge here but i hear you so, like, uh, they would be the farthest right option as far as parties with power are concerned. So, maybe in other countries, right wing populism is kind of a thing. Here in the United States, it, it's an oxymoron. We are so entrenched yeah. that considered right, the idea that populism is about understand. the population, the working class. What is considered right in the United States is the complete opposite of all that. So right-wing so, populism is not a thing. It's not real.
2: Ron, I, I, so I, I I understand where you're coming from, and I agree with that. I think there's two things that happen, though, in the United States. You have what you're talking about, the reality. The reality is that that's not the case. Then you have the optics, which is different, right? A lot of people voted for Trump because they viewed him as a right-wing populist, right? They didn't right. see him as being the platonomy, because he said all the right things, right? So there's definitely a disconnect. That
1: Here's happens. what's going on in reality. In reality, the Democrats and and let's you know the Democrats are. A party of corporate interest, but they appeal to kind of like the corporate elites and the, the the coastal elitists. Right. And so a lot of working class people just feel like they're being talked down to by the Democrats and reasonably yeah. so. It's totally reasonable. I agree. So then you hear people like Trump who do this fake populist right. rhetoric. So right wing populism is not a thing. It's just nobody has the working class back like no one has their back so they're just they're just like well maybe republicans will have our back this time they freaking don't right so instead it's all about trying to connect with people where they're at and have some common ground and common interests amidst uh class issues and amidst the working class that's not right-wing populism though that's just straight up freaking populism (laughs) yeah so I, I, yeah. I, I got I mean, you. I'm
2: just saying there, I know why I just,
1: the term exists. And you're totally right. It just annoys the fuck out <laughs> of me. And and I think we should start knocking this down so that mm-hmm. people don't fall for these faux scapegoat or not scapegoat, but these like faux, um, Guys
2: like billionaires like Trump that are like lying about their taxes and saying they're gonna go and take care of draining the swamp and what, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah,
1: it's just not real, like (laughs) it's it's just not not
2: freaking real. I I, I
1: mean, Trump, you know, like like he said, he was gonna drain the swamp, he 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 made it swampier, he made it swampier. No, he made it swampier.
2: He surrounded himself
1: with the same corporatist, And, and some of them didn't get along with him, so so he fired them. But it was all about it wasn't because they were you know corporate you know it because shows. they were corporate swampy lobbyists
2: exactly it's because they didn't feed his narcissism i don't disagree You're pre- or they required. didn't do it
1: enough i'm sure they, <laughs> they did a little bit they didn't do it enough for him. i mean right, so right. It's, it's i don't know it drives I ya.
2: um you have something about an update i believe on um, uh, on the uh fcc thing
1: yeah talk about that I, next Yes, let's, cause man, everything about today's show is stuff that really fucking annoys me. I know. Me. And here's something else that and I'm. Pro- I know Jordan doesn't like it when we curse too much. I'm sorry, Jordan. I'm cursing a little bit today. Um, but but everybody, smash the like button and leave a fucking super chat. All right, smash the like button, super chat it up, super um, chat it up. So, uh, look, uh over at the fcc Gigi Sohn still has not been appointed which means the fcc is still in a 2-2 deadlock it's been two years which is historic all of trump's picks were confirmed in a matter of weeks usually an fcc pick it takes a couple weeks with uh biden's pick it has taken two years and uh, there's a number of reasons for that one biden doesn't really care that much let's be honest two chuck schumer has a million conflicts of interest with big tech and three There's a big right wing smear campaign against Gigi Sohn. Now, who is Gigi Sohn, if you don't recall? She is an incredibly qualified FCC pick. She has been doing work in this sector for over 30 years. She is beyond qualified. She is a pro net neutrality pick, which Biden promised. Usually when it comes to net neutrality, whatever the White House promises, you get that uh, in, in the White House as far as net or in the FCC, excuse me, as far as net neutrality is concerned. Trump had an anti-net neutrality FCC. Biden promised a pro one. He didn't want to, but he did. And he appointed her or, you know, he nominated her. She still hasn't been appointed. So now the right wing smears against her have started up again. It started as she made a tweet about Fox News at some point when she was a private citizen. She made a tweet about not being a fan of Fox News. Well, that didn't stick because a bunch of people were like, who gives a shit she yeah like like she has left-leaning politics she's probably not a fan of Fox News who the hell cares how is that relevant it isn't so that didn't stick so now they're trying to dig a little deeper into her and it's they're making these kind of homophobic and and it is homophobic I mean Gigi Sohn is gay and now They're trying to make it out like she is uh sympathetic to sex trafficking and they're they're likening the situation where uh the eff who she sits on the board of um once gave an award to a sex worker who was um who was um involved with some campaigning around some digital rights issues okay. and they gave an award to the person based on their advocacy the fact that they were a sex worker didn't matter, nor should it. Why why I, is that I agree. it's not relevant what that person does. They were, you know, being an advocate on these issues and, and they were acknowledged for such. Gigi Sohn herself had nothing to do with that acknowledgement. She was just on the board. Uh, it had nothing to do w- with her personally. Um, a lot of these bills she has not even, you know, like spoken herself about because she wasn't in a position to do so because she was in the legal sphere. Um, so to give a little more backstory on this, um, First, Colin, show the Daily Mail uh, smear piece that uh, that I sent. It, it's the Daily Mail piece. We we don't have to go through it, but we can just kind of. All right, so so scroll down a little bit. So this is there it the is. Uh, okay. yeah. Scroll down to the picture. So this is what they tried to do. Like like there's Gigi so. This is
2: horrifying. And then
1: yeah, and then they have a picture of this dominatrix trying Jesus. to make it out. And and again, the, the, this dominatrix. Um, you know, they have an OnlyFans, that's their business. How is that? Who cares? Good for her. And and (laughs) yeah, I mean, exactly. This is crazy, right? So they're trying to make it out. Now, there's a couple bills that have like even
2: if she was friends with this person, who cares? What difference does it make? And how does it relate to her ability to run the FCC? Like, this is exactly insane. It's
1: completely not related at all. Uh, Uh, And it's completely irrelevant, and it's just it's just bullshit. And then here's the other, like, point of association. I mean, that was
2: kind of a cool photo. I don't know.
1: I mean. Yeah, right? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Like, here's the other point of association they try to make that's extra despicable, in my opinion. Uh, There have been bills in the past, like SESTA-FOSTA, that there's been the SMART Act here in California. Now, these bills are sold to people as something to combat sex trafficking. But a lot of folks in yeah. the human rights and digital rights space, they actually read these things and they find there's, out there's
2: oh, definitely disagreement on that in that area. There's
1: a sure. lot of disagreement because you actually look into these things and they have huge breaches on digital privacy. They have right. huge breaches as far as freedom of speech. I and think they we don't can do
2: something about out. sex trafficking without, you know, destroying Fourth Amendment rights. I agree well, with these you. bills, <clears throat> these bills
1: are at best well-intentioned, right. but misguided. At best. And at worst, they're just poison pills because they don't actually, you know, make things any better. In fact, a bunch of reviews on these bills have confirmed that a bunch of like reviews by experts on these bills have said, hey, look, this is going to make the situation worse, not better. And in the meantime, this really infringes on the rights of people, especially uh, marginalized people. So, you know. Uh, EFF has spoken out against these bills and what supporters of these bills do is they make it out. If you speak out against these things, oh, it's because you're okay with sex trafficking, yeah. which is, so <laughs> this is which I is mean, insane. It I wrote to uh, Diane Feinstein, Senator Feinstein over the smart act, because one of the things that that bill did, that was another one of these bills. It was supposed right. to protect kids online. What it actually did was it took away, uh, encrypted messaging. From young people, which makes them incredibly vulnerable online. That doesn't make anyone safe, and, and it was disgusting what that bill actually was intended to do. Yeah. So I wrote about it, and the response I got was a form letter, all about uh, uh, sex trafficking and making it out like I was, uh, like I was, um, you know, like, really? like I was soft on. Oh yeah, it, it was so condescending that's and bizarre. insulting. And that's the form. Uh, that's the press. Uh, form you know form letter excuse me that she would send to anyone who was opposed to that bill as if because you actually read that bill so you really know what's in it and you're opposed to what's actually in it it means that you're somehow uh you know uh fine with sex trafficking which is such now, a No, you know i mean and here's thought. the other
2: thing you can actually write a bill that's strictly about sex trafficking that doesn't suck right. in all of these other things if that is really your issue then i agree that there needs to be more work done in that area so do it
1: Right. Yeah. Actually do it. Don't do something that actually makes it worse while trampling on people's (coughs) digital rights. So that's the other point of reference they're trying to make here, because she sits on the board of EFF, who has been outspoken against these bills. And rightfully so. I mean, they're they're right.
2: Yeah. So somebody did an opposition research report because they don't want somebody that's for net neutrality in this FCC position. They found this and now they're going to run with it. That's what it sounds like is happening here.
1: Well, yeah, the, their their first smear didn't work, so now they're they're right. digging a little deeper, well, and but, and it's know, getting this, more hateful.
2: They're also probably thinking this is going to work because of this entire cottage industry of groomer nonsense that's happening now, right? Right.
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, there's the whole like, like you know, groomer, the, the new transphobic, you know, thing that, that I'd that's... say
2: it's like it's morphing even to just being homophobic, homophobic. Right. So if you're gay, in you're her case, yeah, groomer, you know, I mean, that's yeah. sort of where this thing is headed. So it's not surprising that it's happening, but it's terrible. Yeah, no, it,
1: it's really messed up. And and so please, everybody go to the newly revamped battle for dot com, sign the petition to demand that G.G. Zone okay. be confirmed immediately. And you know what? Nobody has spoken out on her behalf. Nobody in the political sphere has spoken out. She should have
2: been confirmed last year. I mean, we're going into the second year now. And I, you know, that's that's in due part to Biden's inaction in this area. He's chosen to table it and not push it. So, again, that's a choice he's making.
1: Yeah, it's it's so messed up. And, And it's so, you know, again, she is beyond qualified for this job. Yeah,
2: she is. And, you know. Her her
1: personal news diet has nothing to do with, with her <laughs> ability to like be an FCC commissioner. Yeah. Uh, whether or not she is friends with someone within OnlyFans, which again she actually just for the record had nothing to do with any of that. But even if she did, who the who cares? hell cares? Yeah, this is what just business slut it is shaming, in of everyone's? It, it's, it's nobody's it's, business. Yeah, a woman and it's wants just, to
2: do that to make money. Letter. Why? Why? Yeah. A slut who shame her cares? Who cares? And and you know,
1: like so all these things that they're trying to throw out there, the, not are not only are they just straight up bogus and they're not even accurate, but even if they were, who gives a who shit? Who gives a shit? Exactly. How does this have anything to do with the 30 years of experience she has in this space that makes her very qualified for this position? And she was appointed over two freaking years ago. Uh or well, hasn't been quite that long, but just just for clarity's sake. But but it's going on two years and it's freaking obscene how long it's taken. So battleforthenet.com, folks. Let me real quick tell everybody where they can catch me, which, by the way, we're two for two people showing up to Status quo shows, so I expect this to continue throughout the year. February 10th, Los Angeles, California, first of three shows at the Glendale Room. April 14th is the second show. May 12th is the Mm -hmm. third. June 16th, Madison, Wisconsin. June 17th, Minneapolis, Minnesota. June 29th, Chicago, Illinois. Tickets for all those shows are available now, and you can use the promo code Lucia checkout for discounted tickets for Madison, Minneapolis, and Chicago. So don't wait. Get your tickets now. Tony, I yep. can't wait to see you, but you can get them at a discounted rate. That early bird special won't be going on for uh, forever, but use the promo code Lucia checkout to get money off of tickets. And, of course, I know I've mentioned this before, but if you are currently on strike or part of a union effort, you get to come to my show for free. Just email Oh, that's
2: me awesome, Ron. Out.
1: So uh so yeah, romplacone.com for all tips. I'm gonna invite
2: all the strippers on strike to your show now, just so you know.
1: Yeah, please. Yeah, absolutely. Glendale, yeah. Yeah, that's near that's near Noho. So yeah, yeah. February tenth, Glendale.